Good evening and welcome to Quotes Today by Live Law. This is your host Urvashi Chahan bringing you the latest updates on the legal front. This is your go-to source for all things legal. Let us start. Starting with a brief update on the constitution bench hearing the case relating to the minority status of Aligarh Muslim University. The bench comprises CGI Chandrachud and Justices Sanjeev Khanna, Surya Kant, J.B. Pardewala, Dipankar Datta, Manoj Mishra and Satish Chandra Sharma. Today was the fifth day of the hearing. The petitioners completed their arguments yesterday and today the union government began with its arguments. The Solicitor General Tushar Mehta started with referring to a query raised by Justice Surekant yesterday and speaking on the question of administration of AMU as it stood in 1920. He said that the visiting board of the AMU as per the 1920 Act had no Muslim and that the university was subordinate and subservient to a body of non-Muslims. The CGI mentioned the argument of the petitioners that if you choose to establish institutions of your preference, you have the constitutional discretion to administer them. However, delegating the administration to a non-minority group does not diminish your position under Article 30 of the Constitution. The hearing today also witnessed certain dramatic moments when the SG submitted that he was not supporting the amendment passed by the parliament in 1981, which had the effect of conferring minority status to the AMU. The bench expressed surprise at this submission and asked how could the law officer of the union government oppose an amendment passed by the parliament. The SG, however, reiterated his stand pointing out that the Allahabad High Court had struck down the 1981 amendment on various grounds, the SG said that as a law officer, he was entitled to submit that the High Court's view appeared to be correct, especially while answering a constitutional issue before a seven-judge bench. The Supreme Court today adjourned hearing of the petition filed by former JNU scholar Umar Khalid seeking bail in the Delhi riots larger conspiracy case. A bench of justices Bela Trivedi and Ujjal Bhuya was hearing Khalid's special leave petition challenging the decision of the Delhi High Court to deny him bail last year. Khalid has been in jail as an undertrial in the case since September 2020 in the UAPA case over the alleged larger conspiracy behind the Delhi riots of February 2020. There have been multiple adjournments in the matter. Today, the hearing had to be adjourned since Justice Trivedi had to be in a different special bench combination to hear another matter at 2 p.m. While deferring the hearing until 31st January, Justice Trivedi clarified that the case would be listed high on the board. The Chairman of the Bar Council of India, Manan Kumar Mishra, has sent a comprehensive set of suggestions to the high-level committee regarding the idea of one nation, one election. The recommendations cover various legal and administrative changes needed for the successful execution of simultaneous elections for both central and state governments. It emphasizes the need for a constitutional amendment to align the durations of the state assemblies with that of the Lok Sabha. This requires changes to important articles of the constitution, harmonizing the terms of state legislature with that of Lok Sabha. To ensure equitable electoral practices, substantial reforms in political funding and campaign finance laws are also recommended. 
The BCI has outlined several advantages associated with the concept of one nation, one election, saying that it holds immense potential for the nation, offering advantages that can significantly contribute to overall progress and coherence of the electoral system. In another update, the Supreme Court today set aside the default bail granted to DHFL promoters Kapil Vadwan and Dheeraj Vadwan in the case related to alleged multi-crore loan scam. An FIR was lodged against Kapil Vadwan and Dheeraj Vadwan of the DHFL on the basis of a complaint filed by DGM of Union Bank of India on behalf of a consortium of 17 banks. According to the FIR, Vadwan entered into a criminal conspiracy with unknown persons, thereby cheating and inducing a consortium of 17 banks led by Union Bank of India to sanction huge loans, aggregating to approximately 42,000 crores. The trial court, after considering the relevant materials placed on record, granted default bail to Vadwan's, noting that the charge sheet filed by CBI was incomplete and was filed merely to defeat the statutory right of default bail to the accused. Today, the top court set aside the concurring findings of the High Court and the Trial Court. The bench of Justices Bela Trivedi and Ujjal Bhuya noted that Kapil and Dheeraj Vadwan could not claim the statutory right of default bail on the ground that the investigation was pending against other accused. The bench observed that the courts below had erred in providing default bail to the respondents. In a significant development, the Varanasi court today ordered that report of the Gyanwapi Mosque's scientific survey conducted by Archaeological Survey of India be made public with all relevant parties getting access to the same. The order was made by the district judge A.K. Vishvesha while disposing of a bunch of applications filed by concerned parties seeking a copy of the survey report. ASI conducted a scientific survey of the Gyanwapi complex in Varanasi to determine if the mosque was constructed over a pre-existing structure of a Hindu temple or not. As you already know, in August last year, the Supreme Court had refused to stop the ASI from surveying the Gyanwapi mosque at Varanasi except the Vazukhana area where a shivling was claimed to have been found. Taking on record an undertaking made on behalf of the ASI that no excavation would be done at the site and no damage would be caused to the structure, the court had allowed the survey to take place. The Calcutta High Court has revoked an excommunication order issued by the Gurdwara Chota Singh Sangat against a man who is the petitioner in this case. He had been excommunicated from the entire Agrahari Singh community based on an alleged matrimonial dispute involving the petitioner's son and his wife. Counsel for the respondents argued that the decision was on the grounds that the petitioner had not responded to communications by the respondents and that the daughter-in-law of the petitioner was a helpless lady whose brother complained to the Gurdwara leading to the steps being taken when the petitioner did nothing to resolve the issue. The court said that being excommunicated from an entire community is a severe measure affecting not only the religious aspect but also the petitioner's social life and relationships. This stringent action, the court said, significantly impacts a person's normal life and the right to live with dignity. The petitioner should not have been held accountable for a dispute between his son and daughter-in-law. 
Even if such a disagreement existed, it should not result in condemnation of either party involved in the dispute. A single bench of Justice Sabesachi Bhattacharya set aside the order of excommunication and directed the respondent office bearers to pay costs of 1.5 lakhs to the petitioner due to the harassment suffered by him. And lastly, Congress leader Rahul Gandhi today told the Delhi High Court that he has taken down his tweet allegedly disclosing the identity and sensitive details about the minor girl who was raped and murdered in 2021. A division bench of Acting Chief Justice Manmohan and Justice Manmeet Pritam Singh Arora was dealing with a plea moved by a social activist claiming that posting the photograph with the parents of the girl victim, Gandhi had violated the Juvenile Justice Act and the POXO Act. The nine-year-old girl was allegedly raped and murdered by a priest inside a crematorium in 2021 in the Delhi cantonment area. Rahul Gandhi had met the minor's family and posted a picture on X, formerly Twitter. The court was also informed by the counsel appearing for X today that the tweet in question had been deleted by Gandhi. Accordingly, the bench disposed of the PIL seeking legal action and registration of FIR against Gandhi for allegedly disclosing the identity of the minor victim. Thank you for watching. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.